What's happening, sports not fans? Not a good name for dyslexics. Yeah, not a good, not a good, not a good start for dyslexics. Not a good name for dyslexics. Welcome back to another season <laughs> of San Diego Prep Insider. I'm Christian Pedersen. That voice that you heard was Tommy Morris. You can see him behind me on the Zoom board in studio. We've got Noah Laxina. He's Baxina. Um, <laughs> and then Bodie De Silva from Scorebook Live. Uh, the intern is here with us as well, providing. We're going to be doing the inter- the intern's underdog of the week. Um, Ooh, I like all, that. All season. Oh, I like that. Uh, yes, I do too. Uh, that's that best idea that I've ever contributed to the show. Uh, for those of you that are new tuning in this year because you're just joining the ranks of high school sports fans, every week we get together once, maybe twice, to talk about. Usually the format goes game balls shouting out from performances the last week. Then we talk about top plays, teams, whatnot going on, stories, and then close out with some game predictions. No game ball, just shout out this week because this is the start of high school football season. So we will go straight into just kind of trending and topics of what is going on now. Bodie De Silva with Scorebook Live is the man to follow for all the stories here in the San Diego section. You can follow them at SB Live CA. You can follow Bodie at SD Preps. You can get the app. That is the go-to place. Also, if you go to the CIF website, I love now the... Um, the scroll up there yep. has gotten better over the last couple of years, the technology wise, but also the scroll now uh, will, from what I hear, include live game watch links mm. on on that potentially as the season goes along. Yeah, so if it's going to be on NFHS, it'll be a yep. little, it'll, it'll just be a little emoji or whatever on that. Uh, so, Bodie, let's, uh, what's up? What have you been writing about the last week? What do you have coming up? What stories do you need to plug? Yeah, preseason San Diego section rankings out this week, which, look, it's preseason. Nobody has a clue, myself included. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I have a, a pretty good idea on who the, the top five are and then maybe that next tier of uh, six to 15. But we'll see. It's going to be exciting early on. Several matchups between ranked teams in these first few weeks. Um, preseason all San Diego section team coming out later today. Um, and then we did our top 50 preseason teams in California, which five of the San Diego section teams are within that top 50. So. Which I approved of because I said that we would riot yeah. <laughs> um, if there was not a couple of San Diego teams featured on that. You mentioned the top 10 ranking. I don't necessarily want to go spot by spot through a top 10 right now because that's either just cannon fodder for cold takes in a couple of weeks or it just, I don't know, nobody knows right now. Mm-hmm. But I do want to ask two questions that have come up reoccurringly in my uh, preseason observations and discussion. One is modern day Catholic. Yeah. Tommy. Bodie, you guys both have had to dive deeper into the numbers and the strength rubric the last couple of years. Do you think that mathematically with their strength of schedule, modern day can be even in the open division conversation or are they a sort of they're like they're destined to only be a division one team, no matter how good they end up being, they can't get there. No, I think with the non-conference, um, and I know it wasn't ideal talking to Coach Joyner, he said, look, we got to play with um, who's willing to play us. You can't really put your exact schedule together the way you want every year, but um, opening with Cathedral, they've got Carlsbad. Uh, they're going to play in the Honor Bowl against Red Mountain from Arizona. They're going to play Lincoln later on. I think those are enough in non-conference. Um, obviously, they're the favorite in the league. They've they've done pretty well there in recent years, but um, I think those non-conference games within really good San Diego section teams should help them. Um, um, if their record's good enough, I would expect them to be one of the four. Tommy? 
Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I mean, you can only kind of like what Bodie's saying, you can only control being controlled. They're a team that are not a lot of good schools want to play right now because you're scared of them. Uh, not scared in a negative sense necessarily, but scared um, of how it will affect the schedule. But now that they have moved up leagues, moved up to Division One, I, I don't think it'll be as big of a problem for them in the future. And again, smart move if they want to get the harder schedule without having to rely on some of the you know teams in D1 San Diego, some of the perennial powerhouses to play them out of conference. Just go outside the section and go find somebody else of equal um, value. So smart move there doing that. And I think that they will have a chance. Again, if you go undefeated, I think it's a lock. We'll see what happens, you know, when the losses get mixed in, if they even lose. So it will be um, it will be something definitely to monitor. For it's true that I, I did not suppose that question with the uh, underlying premise being them going undefeated. Yes, if they go undefeated. Uh, <laughs> no, then, then they have. Yes, they should. If they, they did, they, they go undefeated. They, they would the be able to write. <laughs> With the strength of their schedule, if they go undefeated, we should just make a bust of John Joyner's head, the Open Division trophy. I know that CIF's looking for a new design for the trophy. And yes, if they run through this schedule undefeated, thirteen and zero, and win a state title through this, like yeah, go ahead, do whatever you need to. Noah, I think I just want to highlight how important this game is this weekend because you know we have a long football season and we're talking already about the end of the season if they could get in depending on their schedule wow we're gonna look back and uh, we're gonna look margin for error yeah, yeah. like they're gonna look back and out like week one is the week where you know teams are still trying to find an identity at all they don't like we're gonna you're gonna make mistakes and have to learn from for, for them there's no margin of error here they have to show and prove that what they've been building these last few years is actually paying off and that they're one of the cream of the crop in San Diego. And I'm just excited to see how those kids handle that pressure, knowing that, yeah, we have a lot of kids that are very talented and they're going to go on to play college football, but how do they, how do they stack up against the pressure this weekend? The second question I had about the top 10 and in no particular order, this is out to the room is, does this feel like the deepest D one playoff we've had in a long time? Because open is six to seven ish teams, depending like you said on some of the math on some of those, but that automatically puts two teams down yeah. in the running for D1. But we didn't talk at all in any of our real major open contributions about, like, there's nine or ten teams that are really good this year, and that means yeah. that D1 is going to be four or five deep, plus someone's bound to, out of that bottom third, rise up as, like, I don't know, I feel like Steel Canyon's going to have a really good year with Major Givens as a senior. There's going to be some teams. So, for me, open division has been so much the focus the last couple of years that it's maybe felt like the division one was like, Oh yeah, whoever's fifth or maybe sixth winds up as like them versus the field. This doesn't feel like that this year. No, I would agree. And and just looking through that, I think a lot of them are, whether it's avocado league teams, Poway's a team. I think that's, that's going to be really good this year. It's third year for Kyle Williams. They went undefeated in the spring year. Um, that's the team I would kind of look at. Now, what I have them seventh, I think, to begin the year, but that would kind of be early on the team I would look at as I don't think Poway's an open division team, but I think they're at least a front runner for Division One and and a team that nobody is going to want to go up against. They're big, they're experienced, uh, they got a big time running back in Connor Rath. So uh, Poway's a team I have circled to to really I shouldn't say surprise. I think after what they've done in in the summer. Um, they're on a lot of people's radar now, but I argue that you get to say surprise as long as it is something that would surprise the common fan. Yeah. So yeah, the people that were not. Yeah, they've been off the radar for a few years now, but I think they've kind of built towards this year. Um, you talk to other coaches; they they rave about Kyle Williams. He's done a great job. Whether it was Fallbrook, Westview, now at Poway, um, I think Poway's uh, ready for a huge season. Tommy, 
I agree with Bodie, and Bodie already mentioned it. There's you've got those top maybe four or five teams, but everyone else in D1 is pretty similar. Like you said, ranking one to 15 is hard. So when we get to the playoff time, it's going to be seeds won't really matter. It'll be maybe one or two teams that are a favorite, and everyone else is going to have a fair shot at advancing, um, you know, as far as they do. So it's going to be very exciting division to watch. I'm also very excited to see what Saints does, new coaching staff. So you've got a lot of interesting storylines here in Division One that we should be monitoring throughout the season. And once we get to playoff time, we'll be very interested to talk about when all these teams have to match up against each other. So I'm very excited to see what this division has to offer. Yeah, I also like to point out, you know, every few years we've seen kind of like a shift of power and a shift of balance in the San Diego section. I think it's exciting to see some of these programs that – you know, may have not gotten a lot of recognition being kind of like at the bottom of the cream of the crop. But now, you know, working their way over the years, it seems like it's a good opportunity for them to, you know, take that step and earn their right to be known as one of the best in San Diego. And I think, yeah, the open division is the open division, but I think the division one is going to get a lot more praise this year, not only because, you know, you're going to have those teams that fall down, but also just every single game in the playoffs is going to be insane. I think it's of time where everyone's so excited for football to be back and it's going to feel really legit to have this full season to really like be all in and focus on, you know, highlighting these players. All right. Well then let's go all in on the segment that always makes us look. Apologies for that. See, look at that. I'm already over one. I'm already one, one penalty against the show this year. Um, let's go on to the segment then that does make us look all in on being all stupid sometimes because we have to, uh, to give the people what they want and what they want are previews and predictions every week we pick four ish games sometimes five sometimes six as our intern comes to say what's up for those of you that wondered why the underdog joke uh that is the intern kingsley said go dogs go dogs go ramona go dogs talk about the ramona game please go dogs. um but yeah, yeah i know she's picking in the couple, last game uh hey intern can you come well, actually in the first game can you come lay down? Uh, uh, every week we talk about a couple of games. This is in no way, shape, and form the games of the week. We just try to get to every region, every cool game. Sometimes I think uh, we also got to just pick games where it's like, hey, nobody knows anything about that. Let's go learn something about that. I'm curious. Uh, so none of this, please don't take it too seriously. Just a chance to talk about some football. Now that it is back and our summer uh, is over, Summer's fun, but you, you want summer to end after a little while and then football season to get started. Guys, first game we got is Point Loma versus Santana. I saw the pointers at their scrimmage. From not having a varsity team a couple seasons ago to now, uh, seems huge. Maybe not when you look at kind of who the school is and the student base they're drawing from historically has been pretty into football, so maybe it's not like some huge turnaround but it's a cool story that they've got a little hype they're taking on the santana sultan santana seems to always start hot what do we got uh bodie want to start with you yeah i'm gonna go with point loma in this one i think we see um somewhat of a surprise season from point loma another team that hasn't been on the radar a ton in recent years um but i think starting off with santana i think they can get off on on the right foot there, then they do have to go to central after that. But um, can I, can I make an argument that they will wind up being the least surprising surprise of all time? Because like I said, they've been good at football. Like they were, yeah, a, they right. JL Skinner would, would <laughs> come into the studio and smack us all for saying that like <laughs> they're not a relevant football program. I think that I'm with you that they will be a surprise to everybody because of recency bias, but that's not a surprise that they're going to 
get back to being that good that quickly. Yeah, in recent years, and they've been in tough leagues, whether it was having to deal with the Western with, with Saints and Cathedral, they're now in, um, in a league that's still challenging, I Mission Bay University City. But for this week, um, I'm going to go with Point Loma. I think they get off on the right foot against Santana and um, start their, their kind of surprise season. Yeah, I'm going to go with Point Loma as well. Just to highlight a couple of their losses last season, they weren't necessarily – I know the score maybe would have been 21, 14 points, but it would, there are closer games than you would think. And I think that going into this year, I know Santana had a pretty good season last year, but I think just the the fact that Point Loma is growing their program and they're getting back to being that uh, divi- that high division school with uh, a lot of good kids, I think they're going to answer the call and they're going to win a close one. They're going to win a close one versus Santana. Oh, does that mean that we need to bring back over-unders or what the line was? Tommy, Tommy, that's up to you if you want to bring back over-unders this season. Uh, Tommy Morris, your thought on Point Loma Santana. Well, what does the intern think about German shorthead pointers? Fan or not fan? Big fan. sees him on the, the dog park. Intern, is, fan. Intern, right, so, intern is fan of uh, all people I, I and all, so. all dogs. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to go with Point Loma as well. I hate to boring chase lowry one of the hardest decisions in san diego he plays both sides of the ball he is scary to be hit by and scary to tackle uh for the pointers and then at quarterback you got jackson emerson coming back i know max newbie got some snaps there as well transfer from university city both good options under center so they seem to be in good hands my assumption is they'll figure out either carve out a role for each of them in the beat the first couple of games or figure out who they're going to go with but i like point loma here it will be a little bit slower for start just because i'm like i said i think they're probably tinkering with a little bit of stuff but i like point loma in this game Game number two, Mira Mesa Helix. This feels like, to me, the trap game of the week, potentially. Uh, Helix coming off of a Division One championship. They've got a, a quarterback that, as Tommy said, is a hard last name to spell with the amount of S's and E's congruent. Never gotten the right ones. Uh, but we'll Rylan Jesse is a very accomplished dude. This Mira Mesa team, though, feels like they have been really close to being past that hurdle the last couple of years. And they got some nice returning pieces that like, I don't know, maybe are, is Mira Mesa there this year or is this Helix? Like, am I making, am I making too much hype out of this? Is Helix going to mop up? Tommy, let's start with you. This is going to be a very good game. So last year it was 28, 20, if I'm not mistaken, I think Mira Mesa has gotten better as well. So this should be a, I think it's going to be one possession game, no matter who wins it. Ryland Jesse entering his, Two and a half season? What do you want to call it? Look over here. I'll give him Did third give season. Him, this is his third year. It's like, okay, his third season starting, had a strong sophomore campaign. Uh, Travis Ford, who I am excited to see carry the ball a bit more. No Christian Washington this year. <clears throat> Travis is listed at 6'4", 250. So anytime a man of that size is carrying the football, it is interesting to watch. Again, that's got to be a three, three or four yards just by <laughs> running Six, four, in a straight two, line. So we'll see how they mix <laughs> him in. I, I think it could be a very fun offense to watch with, uh, Ryan throwing and just a monster running the football. But on the other side, Mira Mesa, Tyson Lyon also had a good sophomore year, threw for 1,178 yards and nine touchdowns. He split time last year. It'll be his job to have uh, during this season, and I'm excited to see what he can do. These are going to be two of the better quarterbacks in this class. So we'll be talking about these guys not just this year but next year. And Makai Thompson might be the best athlete in the field. He was seven yards shy of rushing for 1,000 yards last year. You know he wants to break that barrier this year. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to pick Mira Mesa. Okay. 
Wow. <laughs> you know what? I think you made a very compelling argument, and shoot, you almost made me pick Mira Mesa right now. I was thinking Mira Mesa. I think that, you know, Helix does a great job of reloading, though. I know that they lost a really good uh, running back to graduation, but I just feel like if anyone knows how to reload, it's Helix. I think week one, I know that it's something that Mira Mesa is looking to be like, wow, this is our chance, this is our opportunity. I feel like they're going to come up a little short in a nail-biter. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, though. I think offenses are going to go flying, and I think Helix is going to come out with a game-winning field goal at the end. Yeah, I think it goes overlooked last year, but with Mira Mesa, they were the only team all year to beat Scripps Ranch. Um, I was at that game, a game-winning field goal, and so they've been tested in these big games. Um, I'm going to go with Helix here. Ryland Jesse, I think third year, kind of open up the offense, rely on him to pass a little more. They were so uh, reliant on Christian Washington last year, which not a bad thing. He he did everything he could and and got them a Division One title. But um, I will go with Helix. I think Adrian Parker is going to um, be poised for a huge year. We saw him on on the track back in the spring. Um, I believe he's the section record holder in the four hundred meter. So um, a guy outside there can play both ways that um, has some speed, and I'm certain they'll be looking to get him the ball. Bodie, never ask me if somebody is a leader. We ask you. That's the way that the... the <laughs> hey, track and field is still, still the new Doesn't one matter. for me. Doesn't matter. We toss you with all the absurd, hey, if there's a stat or a name or a record, Bodie, go look it up. Um, El Cajon Valley, Mission Bay. Mission Bay had a little bit of a, to me, a quarterback question going into the scrimmages. I think they've got that figured out. They've got the skill position players. El Cajon Valley has one of the best running backs in the county. So big fireworks in this early week one game. Noah Laxino, let's start with you. Yeah, I think uh, this year, I think it's going to be, you know, this is going to be a really good matchup. I feel like Mission Bay, uh, they have a really good defense this year. Uh, uh, Hayden Nguyen and uh, Jack Ryan and Jacob Sloan, they both go both sides of the ball, and I think they're going to make a huge impact this week. Can I interject real quick just for something? Um, I'm curious. I want to put this out to the room, uh, just thinking about this, doing our Mission Bay coverage right now. They seem to have taken big-time offense to me, putting them on the in the hunt did segment of the graphic, it, I felt like in the hunt was a compliment, saying yeah. that like you're in you're in competitively in in the in the realm of possibility for a championship. <laughs> Why did people do, is that an is in the hunt an insult? Not an. I mean, you have to show it on the field. It'd be like, yeah, you want the respect. Should we just win, change it? Win your first five games, and then let's talk. So I first think five in the might be aggressive. Should, but Tom, Tommy, what should we, we change it to like on the prowl? <laughs> that, they need to be worded differently. On the prowl feels yeah. on the prowl feels like treacherous wording. Um, that feels like it something feels like you're there. Nah, it feels. Um, but yeah, what is it when like the you know like the vultures are circling to prey? What is that? Is there a word for that? Like they're not there. Like they're ready to swoop, ready to pounce, ready to. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Ready to pounce. teams that are. Yeah, let's just make well, all of our. No, they're the Buccaneers. They're about to. They're about to hit. Sure. But yeah, let's just make all of our wording uh, mascot specific uh, as to something that they will do. Uh, I'm sorry, no, I interrupted though. You were talking about some of the skill positions. Yeah, overall, just a returning starters on both sides of the ball. I think that they're they want to be known as a respected team. So then let's show it week one. Let's have a dominating performance and let's win by a lot. I got Mission Bay starting off the season strong and proving that they really are not just in the hunt, but they could be a contender. Maybe we're not quite where we thought we were with the intern. About we'll, to board starboard. Or what's a nautical term? Yes, they're about to they're, board all hands starboard. They're getting they're well no, because they're attacking the other boat. 
in theory. But I don't know. Tommy, I, 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 for the rest of the show, you just list off <laughs> nautical terms until you run out of them. They're anchoring. About to anchor. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go Mission Bay here to get off on the right path. I think the first thing you look at is they lost their quarterback, Clash Orsborne, 43 touchdowns, five interceptions last year. But when you look at the receiving crew, Jacob Sloan, Jack Ryan combined for 29 of those touchdown receptions last year, and they're both back. So I think that'll help ease in the passing game. They got two guys they can go to there. You can't really pick one side to, to double up on. So I think they have a lot of success, and it starts in week one. Tommy, you gave Loading us your the take. cannons. Loading the cannons. Um, I, I like Mission Bay as well. Ethan, it looks like Ethan Siebler might be taking over a quarterback. He's not the biggest guy. He's extremely athletic. Ethan, take this the wrong way. Reminds me a lot of kind of Kyler Murray, how he's able to just kind of scurry around in the pocket, buy some time, make a throw. He's got, for a guy not so big, he's got a big arm. We saw it in the scrimmage against the Lake Entry Day throwing a game winning touchdown pass that looked like he was in the air for like 100 yards um, to, to David Meyer uh, late in that game. So they, he obviously losing a quarterback like like Orsborn is tough, but I think that they will still be fine on offense. We talk about Elkhorn Valley, Khalil Gordon, 1,400 rushing yards last season, a very tough guy to tackle. It's, it's a very one-sided attack for Elkhorn Valley, so if they want to win this game, they got to run the ball and burn clock, try and frustrate Mission Bay that way. That will be the old, you know the best chance they've got at winning this game. I do like Mission Bay in this one, but if Elkhorn Valley is smart, they can make it close, and it wouldn't surprise me either way. Last game we got is Ramona and Christian. Uh, Ramona seems like they might have lost a fair amount in graduation last year, but they were in a championship game, so mm-hmm. I always like to look at teams that made it deep uh, last season. And uh, Christian, they've actually got a senior class that feels yeah. like has been leading to this moment, so maybe two teams moving in, in opposite directions right now. Bodie, your take. Yeah, Ramona was one of the teams on my next five out in the preseason top ten. I'm expecting a big season for them. Um, I think teams always always have a tough time when they have to go up the hill, go to Ramona like Christian will be doing this weekend, even though it's not the furthest trip. And I expect Christian to have a good season as well. They got some seniors, as you said, with this class that's got their last time around. But um, I'll go with Ramona squeezing out a close victory here in week one. Noah Laxina. Yeah, I think I think Ramona squeezes out. I think they had they have a good growing program. I think their their JV. Uh, they had a good record last year as well. So even though they're losing a lot of people, they got more people coming up ready to accept the challenge. I think Christian's going to be man. JV is not. This is not so everything. Much. I missed. There, there <laughs> are different personalities that, when alone, I think sometimes our show gets weighted in one direction too much. But when together, we all cover different angles because Noah's. Always here with how did last year's JV team do? And let's project that out. And that is a <laughs> certain kind of madness for football that you got to like, you got to be committed to diving that next level down and extrapolating the. Oh, JV. it's very calculated. It's very calculated. If you have a good program and you know you have a good JV, then it's good. The transition from JV to varsity is going to be a lot easier. And I feel like with this program in particular, like you guys said, it's tough to play uh, in that place. And I think those guys are going to step up to the challenge. Cody? Yeah, I, I started with my pick for this one, so I already did give you it. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> I will say that. Hey, Bodie, tell me more. I will I say uh, with Ramona no, no, moving no, up done. to Division you're Two. Done. You're, done. You're, done. you're done. You're done. My bad. That's my. That's on me. That's strike number two, third strike, and then we have to shut the show off. Tommy, go ahead. I like Christian this one. Dig Davila coming back. Twenty-five total touchdowns last season. They returned two of the top three receivers. I uh, do the Patriots. Ramona's. Good. This is going to be a very good game. What's going to be really tough for Christian is blocking Nick Driscoll. He anchors the line. He was first-team All-League last year. We'll, figure, we'll see what they do at quarterback. Um, they, they got a lot of options. 
Um, Aslan Enriquez is a good athlete that can line up anywhere on the field. Uh, as you talk about the uh, defensive side, we've got uh, Jacob Rahr returning one of the bigger leading tackles, excuse me, as is Colin Lester, who also, I guess, can play quarterback according to the roster. So we'll see how they get everything um, together. Kind of similar to like what I was saying about Point Loma. I think towards the end of the season, Ramon is going to be a lot better than they are now. I'm sure they have some unanswered questions that will be answered very, very soon. But for now, I like Christian just with a little bit more roster turnover. Those are four games. If you want more, you can check out our website. The links are in all of the bios to the quick takes that we do um, for everything. We will be back over the weekend with reaction, but also just go ahead and make sure if you follow Scorebook Live, that's what you need right now more than anything. Um, the scores, the game previews, the everything that Bodie does all week long is the central hub of everything because it's not just football. It's all of the score, sport, sports and results-wise. Um, it's all of them. You got everything for CIF. They're the official digital partner. Guys, usually at the show, I just like to throw out, did we miss anything? No? Yeah, I, yep. I think just being aware that there's not only games on Friday this year. You're going to have Thursdays and Saturdays. So if you are going to a game, just make sure you check the schedule and you don't show up on the wrong date because that's going to be a theme throughout. I think it'll probably and be I, worse. And, than I, and I feel like Bodie weeks, can but. finally publicly put his name to that on Scorebook Live yeah. after the last couple <laughs> of years of converting everybody over from the old site to the new. Um, Noah? Anything we missed this yeah, week for you? Scorebook Live and just inject it in your veins because it's your life now. There we go. Scorebook Live, baby. Woo! Um, Tommy Morris, anything we missed with, on your end? Sorry, my headphones cut out. Have you guys heard about Scorebook Live? <laughs> <laughs> We're all, Dude, it's the new thing, right? Great, you're We're, hired. <laughs> We're all very appreciative okay. to, our, to our corporate overlords at Scorebook Live that allow us to exist as a show. Um yeah, that's it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning okay, in. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was just going to bring them up. You know you can check live scores on that too? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Tommy. All right, everybody, we'll stop, we'll, we'll, we'll stop talking now. Talk to you next week.